Welcome to Pabones and BK, the business of family and fashion. Uh, I'm Dre Pabone. I'm Michaela Pabone. And we are here at hashtag BK at Stuyvesant. We'll be talking about all things business, all things family, everything encompassed in that. And um, we would love it if you enjoy this to leave us a comment afterwards to subscribe on whichever platform you're watching us on or listening to us on. Comment. If you really like us, share. Share. That would be fantastic. I don't know if I ever looked at it. I don't know if I ever looked at um, starting things with the idea that I would fail. So it didn't feel like it was a, a, a courage to fail necessarily, just a courage to do something new. Um, yep. or something that I was interested in. So probably no one here knows that I started, maybe except for Eric, <laughs> I started a business way back in the day called Fashion Junk. And it was it was a website that I think I told you about it. Told you. Yeah, it was a website where I was going to be, my first iteration was like fashion news, right? So I was going to be doing like, street style and and I'd be going out and taking pictures myself and you know different news around maybe urban fashion or local fashion or something like that and I designed the website myself I was like super nerd and I taught myself how to use Dreamweaver and I designed this website we talked about that uh, a few days ago oh uh, Dreamweaver um designed my own website I had my own branding and I listen, I thought fashion junk was going to be the stuff. And this was back in the day when website forums, like online forums were the thing and everybody was on forums, like talking and stuff. That's where I met Eric on OK Player. Um, and so like that was the thing. So like I had a little fashion forum on there and yeah. So I just thought this was gonna be the lit. And um, yeah, it did nothing. I had Maybe three or four people sign up on my message board. It was way more time consuming than I thought it would be. And I just couldn't keep up with it by myself. I was literally doing it all myself and I just couldn't do it. So I let that go. And then I kept the name because I really liked it. I really just liked fashion junk. I don't know why. So. Um, I was an avid thrifter. I used to go thrifting all the time, me and my girl Sonia. And um, then I thought, well, maybe I can do this as selling, reselling vintage. That's what I remember you telling. Yeah. So I thought, let me do this as reselling vintage. So um, <laughs> we would do photo shoots in my brother's basement of either me or of either me or like a model or somebody in my little vintage finds that we put on the website. Sold, not a thing, not one piece of clothing. Um, and then I thought, oh, what about if we do this as a place where other vintage uh, resellers could come and sell their clothes? So it'd be like a, a marketplace where there'd be a lot of different vintage brands. And this is where you came involved, yeah. I think. 
um, a lot of different vintage brands could sell their clothing. And so I started working with a designer in India. Remember? I remember that. <laughs> Their time difference and the language barrier was. Yeah. So I started working with a developer in India who was going to help me build out this marketplace. Um, and it never went anywhere. We, I don't think we even got. He didn't develop it. He didn't, he didn't No, he didn't finish it. We got maybe halfway done. Um, and it just was just too much. I just. It got to, to the point where it felt too stressful and I, I lost the joy. I didn't, it, I didn't enjoy it anymore. It wasn't fun. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this go. And I let the domain name go. And I just stopped. That was it. Of course, I still thrifted, but I, I didn't have the idea of like wanting to sell anything until uh, Christian was a baby. And I had no idea what sparked this idea again of me wanting to sell clothes online. I, I don't remember where that spark came from or where, I don't remember where it came from, but I thought, oh, I could do this. Literally not thinking about the past, literally not thinking about how poorly I did before. Um, and honestly, not even thinking about where, where I made mistakes and how I could fix it. Fix it. I didn't think about any of that. And that's definitely something that you have to learn from your failures. Um, but I didn't do any of that. I was like, oh, I can do this. And so, and because you had already had your connections in, you know, the trade shows and all of your fashion friends, like you kind of had Tony once take me to a trade show. Yeah, because he was already at the trade show. And yeah. And he could get you a badge. So I just went just as like a voyeur, just kind of watching and seeing how people work. And I remember you came home and you were like, I need you to go with Yes, because I didn't know what to say. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And first time. You're just kind of like, but you didn't even go with me that time. I don't think you could go with me. You just kind of coached me on what to say. Questions. You, what questions to ask, what terms to use. Yep, yep, yep. Um, just so I can have, I can sound like I knew what I was talking about. Because I sales, no idea what I was talking about. Because if a salesperson asks you a question and you don't answer it the right way, they're just not going to take you serious. Yeah. So it's like, you got to. Yeah. So I went in there with full confidence because he had kind of coached me up to be like, okay, this is what you need to say. These are the things you need to talk about. These are the questions you need to ask. If they ask you this, this is how you answer. Um, I, was, I was pretty confident. I was nerf only nervous that I wouldn't have enough money to buy the things that I wanted. And that was my only yeah. fear. Um. And yeah, I just kind of went into that without any, again, without any fear, without any thought of the past failures. So for me, it was never like, I've got the courage to start again. It just, it just was an, an internal, like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And it was never, um, I think I never had a fear to jump over. Yeah. I don't get that either. I sometimes. I get so consumed by an idea and figuring out how to make it work. I'm not thinking about fear or, or failure or failure, even though I failed so many times <laughs> at certain various levels of just business and entrepreneurship, <laughs> excuse me, business or entrepreneurship, um, or whatever. It's just like, 
why wouldn't I do this? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I was trying to find this tweet, but it was like, I was, I was on Twitter the other day and this young lady was just like talking about how the fear of the unknown kind of like paralyzes her and like, that's what hinders her in her mind from succeeding at something. And I just felt really bad. Wow. Like that's not something that even crosses my mind. Um, I'm just like, if I feel like I put my mind to something, I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. And whatever the varying level of success I get to is whatever. Like, am I going to try to go for the ultimate success? Absolutely. But like, I'm also okay with like, you know, and the only thing that I feel like is a failure is if you quit. Like, if you don't give yourself enough time. To, yeah. And it's just like, and I've done that too, where it's just like, I'm going to just drop this because I can't. Whatever, whatever. You know, it's funny that you said uh, your site because I had a blog. Yep. That I thought was so dope. Um, <laughs> the curator's blog. It was like me curating all the stuff that I like in sneakers, fashion, technology. Uh, the five people that would visit it every day <laughs> said that it was great and my writing was fantastic. Most three of the five were people that I worked with that were my friends. I wanted you to restart that too. I, I've had, I because you want to hear something funny? I still have the login on Twitter. So it was like, remember, uh, Twitter sent me an email like, hey, fat, hey, curator's blog. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen this in so long. <laughs> but, um, and that was actually, that was something that I started a year before me and my ex separated. So like the reason why I just gave up on it was because, but, and I remember I was working at a company and I came up with this idea and I was telling people that I worked with and they were just like, but what's the point of this? And I said, eventually, I want it to be like, at, at the time, Karma Loop was the thing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, eventually, I want it to be a Karma Loop. I want the cur curator's blog, goods and, you know, stuff, brands that I curate, you know, on the site. And they were like, well, why don't you just do that? And I was just like, well, I want to start a blog so I can get a following and kind of like get traction for it and then start introducing, you know, what's going on. Because this is like... This is like 2008, 2000, no, 2009, uh, 2008, 2009. And it was like, I had seen the early days of the complex media network. And I had a couple of friends, loose friends, people that we met, you know, but we had gotten friendly that was starting their own blogs, like nice kicks. Oh, soul collector. You know what I mean? Like I was, it was funny when I was looking at what to wear today, I saw uh, my first sneaker collab, it was a collab between Young Euro, which I was the marketing director for, and Soul Collector. I'm like, yeah, I remember early days of Skype, having meetings with like Nick DePaula, who was like writing for the New York Times about sneakers. This is real, real nerd uh, sneaker shit. And then like my guy, Matt Halfill, who was like the founder of uh, Nice Kicks, I remember early Skype meetings talking about or whatever so i saw these guys doing it i'm like got way more business experience these knuckleheads 
And, you know, I love sneakers. And I was like, I'm going to just do this blog. And, like, I, I had started it uh, kind of like in that recession of 2008. And I remember, what was the uh, the blogging platform that Apple had? Apple had its own blogging platform. Like, you can create your own website. It was not dream. We was like, there was an Apple, uh, it, like, like if Apple was like GoDaddy. Published your site. I, I was. You no, know, this is pre Shopify. No, Apple had its own and it was already installed in the thing. And I, that's how I would do my blog. And I would, you know, push my content, RSS feed, all of the stuff. 08, 09. Yeah. Uh, Chloe was still a baby in the crib. I'm just sitting there like scouring Japanese streetwear magazines for like <laughs> brands or whatever. And it failed, and I just quit, and I felt bad that I quit. I, I have thought about resurrecting. You've talked about it a lot. I have. I love that thing. So do my boy John Price designed my logo. It was fantastic. Uh, but um, and then, you know, starting something new, I it, I don't know. I just never registers to me that it's going to, or that it could fail, or it could. It's just, I can't do this. Yeah, it's just kind of a something inside of you that's like, you should do this. Yeah. Okay. It's like, and my thing is like. I have more fear around eating something that, ordering something at a restaurant that I'm not going to like. I'm not doing <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I never, I've never had that anxiety that something wouldn't work especially because and this is like what i filter it through which is am i passionate about this thing like am i really trying to do this like do i love this like we talked about this all the time yeah you know even when you were starting like do you love this like is this something that you really want to do like like don't put all of this time and energy into something that thank you like um or whatever but like how committed are you to something like if you make that decision that you're going to move forward and like give this a go, you know what I mean? It's like, keep going. Like, I just feel like you only fail if you quit. Yeah. I think a lot of people get in their heads about the how, like the how is just so daunting. And a lot of times that will completely stop you in your tracks from doing anything because you're so worried about how am I going to get to Step 28. And it's like, can you get to step one first? Yeah. Get to step one. Don't worry about what's happening at 28 because your life could be in a completely different place by the time you get to 27. That 28 is going to feel like step one again. It's going to be so easy for you. And we've had this conversation a lot. Like the whole thing about being an entrepreneur or starting something or having an idea about something is like, conquering that unknown and being okay with it. Being okay with it. Being okay with the unknown. How many times yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, you have your goal or you have where you want to go. Yeah. And then you know where you are. And as long as you're headed in that direction, who cares where you, you know, what, what happens in the middle? Because, you know, we talked about it on the last um, episode that we shot. It was just like, I'm when I started the shrine, I made a list of people that I wanted to have with this bag or this product. And I wrote it down. I didn't know these people. I didn't have any connections in these people. 
Like, I didn't no direct I didn't understand how it was going to happen. And um, I just, hey, this is what I want. And then, lo and behold, somebody I know, somebody I know, somebody I know. And then it makes it happen. And it's like, I've read, you know, a lot of like, you know, Steve Jobs, uh, Bill Gates, you know, Bezos. And they all said the same thing when they were starting. They didn't know where the money was coming from. They didn't know what was going to happen. They just had an idea and they're like, we're just going to do this. And things just started falling into place. Yeah. Like you're putting the energy out there. You're like being smart about it, obviously making good decisions. And being open. I think a lot of times people are so worried about the how and then they focus on the Fix it. On, a, on a specific how yeah. that... If something else comes along, they can't even see it. Like how you can't even see what else is in your way. Real opportunity. Yeah. That's just being focused on what it is that you think it, how you think it should. Right. Be. Because I, I, for the longest, thought I was going to be a celebrity stylist. I that was not thing. I was going to be a stylist. I was going to be styling celebrities, and it ain't too late. No, but I'm I'm kind of doing it though, right? Yep. 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 I'm not necessarily styling them, but I'm dressing them. Yeah. They're wearing my clothes yeah, yeah. that I've designed. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, <laughs> you know, so um, it didn't turn out the way I expected it to, but I still got there. And I think people think that's failure. It didn't happen the way I thought it would happen. It didn't happen in the time that I thought. Oh, the time. Well, it should have. this should have happened by now. Like this one, yeah. Like you know, success isn't linear. It's just not like a straight line. And 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 the comparison, like that's something that I struggled with, but I had to kind of get over to like, well, why is this guy doing this, that, and a third? I struggle with the two, and especially in the influencer world, um, when you feel like me, I felt like you know my content is great. How come I'm not getting that job? And a lot of times, um. We, when you're doing that, because I used to do that, I'd see something and it would be, my first thought was, oh, that's dope. Second thought, but why not me? And it's like, that can't be your second thought. That can't be a thong at all. Because at that point, you're blocking your blessing because you're worried about yourself. And you're, that's not even a real congratulations at any point. You know, once you once you bring yourself into the situation, your congratulations to somebody else is null and void. Like, don't even bother even saying it if you have thoughts of, why not me at that point? Like, don't give it to me. <laughs> I want a full, I'm so happy for you. This is all about you. Great. And that's what I want to give to other people. I don't want to give any half-hearted congratulations. Because I was doing that at some point years ago. I had to look at myself like, I do that. I do that. I remember you talking about And I didn't realize it was such a bad thing until she until she said it. And I had to literally stop myself. Literally say the words, stop, Michaela. And that is how I broke myself out of that, um, the why not me syndrome, I call it. Because I hate the must be nice people. Uh, Bruh. Like, I remember 
I can remember hanging out with Tony Shelton at like the height of a knee. And like, guy's driving a horse, he's got this beautiful brownstone on eighth and Waverly. He's swimming in cash. Ever remember him being like, you're not right. Like, oh, this is fantastic. Like, I just was so happy to like see my people winning, right? Like, like, dude, like, and then it was just like, it it always dawned on me like, this knucklehead can do this. <laughs> see, you know what I'm saying? And Tony knows I love him. He calls himself a knucklehead. But like, seriously, like, if this guy can do this, like. There's nothing that if I want to do something, I can just do this, right? Like, and my version of success is, I don't know, but I like a Porsche maybe or whatever. <laughs> but like, I was never that person. And then I remember like, as I started like moving up in my career and telling people what I was doing and like, oh, we're doing this and let's budget this and you know, whatever. People would be like, must be nice. Be like, one, it is. <laughs> Two, like, really? Like, you know what else is nice? Working really hard. Yeah. You know what's really nice? Coming up with a plan and executing it and not stopping until you get there. Mm. That must be really nice. It is really nice. Isn't it? It's never like, must be nice. Like, bruh. Like, is that even a compliment? Or is it just like, you're not where you want to be? In compliment at all. It's, it's, it's the same thing Yeah. that I was talking about. It's just like thinking about yourself and how you don't have what that person has. I don't know if it's necessarily a jealousy per se, but it's just more. Maybe yeah. Envy more. Just like still a seven deadly sin. Yeah. In that old vein. Where I started to see people who were succeeding or um, doing something that I wanted to do, even if it was something that I didn't necessarily aspire to doing, it was like, wow, she can do that. Bet. Possible. Bet it is possible, and that. That is seeing people like Kalila, Mess in a Bottle, um, Charisse from Sassy Jones, and hearing them talk about, you know, how they literally started from nothing and how they grew it. They just had this um, desire. They had these ideas. They had the drive. And these Black women made this shit happen millions of dollars off of t-shirts and hoodies or off of jewelry or whatever it is and i'm just like real like i really didn't know that this stuff was possible I, I you used to talk about that i didn't know and so seeing them share was like wow man like i can really do this it had nothing i had no ego in that at all it was just like man that is fantastic congratulations i'm doing that too like, and, and I'm not just going to do it. I'm also going to share the journey so that people can be inspired the same way that I was. I think that's really important. I did not always um, have that same sentiment that you had. <laughs> I'd share freely with my friends. Yeah. 
um, anyone knows that if I really know you and you need some help with something or if you give me a call, you need some advice, talk all day about whatever you want to talk about. Everybody else? <laughs> not so much. That's a little bit to my job. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I a good example is like I have a friend. We grew up together, and uh, his name is Steve, uh, left Rack City, grew up in the same neighborhood. And, um, you know, passing by friends, like nothing, like we hung out crazy, but, you know, we know each other or whatever. I remember he, somebody told me he had started a sneaker company. Like, I know that brand. Like, yeah, Sneaker Steve. I'm like, Sneaker Steve is the same Steve that I grew up with and left right. He's like, yeah. It was just like, holy crap. And I remember seeing him in L.A. one time. And it was like, I went to his store. And I remember going into a place and it was just like all of his footwear. And I was just like, wow. Wow, Steve, like. Is it? Oh, dude. I'm like, what does your mother think about you? Like. <laughs> He's like, I moved her out to L.A. And like, that was like the first time where like somebody I grew up with, I was just like, this is like real, real, real business. Like, this is like big time. Why? And, you know, I've always been the, not comparison, but like, if this person can do it, yeah, I can do it like, I've always been that, you know. Our brother Phil, I mean. I mean, he had the best thing. Followed right in his footsteps. Like, it was like uh, seeing his ascent, music and fashion and, this, and dance. Like, he lived several lives successfully that was just like, and it was just always like, he was, you know, I guess that's why I never thought about what if it doesn't happen or what if I fail or whatever? Cause I just always, I've had examples. I've been fortunate enough to have like, I've always been the youngest in a group of older black men who were doing things at various levels of success. And, you know, seeking out, that's one thing Tony taught me was, uh, seek out mentors for every level. Like, seek people out that you can talk to, that you can, you know, get advice from, you know, just learn from. It might just like... Yeah, besides you. Yeah, I mean, but you, you have tried, I think, to create like a peer group. Remember the way Issa Rae said, like, sometimes you got to like network side to sideways or whatever, but like... um it's kind of like, I don't know, it just for naturally, I've just kind of gravitated towards people. Uh, and I think, I think a lot of people, like, I've heard with a lot of people, like, they never had that because, I don't know, is it ego for some people? Us? Like, wanted to just all myself. I don't do it all by myself. That doesn't really count. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, or not, not wanting to give someone else credit or the help, the help, which I have. Um, but you know, 
have failed, quote unquote, businesses failed. Rev, and, you know, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. It was like, you know, me and John, and it was the, we started a, lux- a luxury streetwear brand before streetwear was even popular. Just like, what the hell were we doing? We were knuckleheads spending on, spending a lot of money. Fascinated though, I was fascinated when you were telling me that story because, unlike what you actually had to, actually had like meetings with, I was fascinated by that. It was like a really good learning. I remember. So John was designing with Yanusa. I was doing the business stuff in terms of like business plans and, you know, obviously marketing vision and spins, you know, whatever. And, uh, Yanusa knew how to get stuff made because Yanusa is, you know, a great designer with a great history and fashion. Um, and he just knew production, who to call. John had these ideas, they would design it together. And then eight weeks later, we'd have samples. I just, be, wow. Yeah. This is fantastic. And I remember, uh, John's in-law, one of John's in-laws, maybe an uncle was the personal driver for Andrew. Found a theory and John's uncle set us up with the meeting. Wait, tell me you had this. Oh, no, no. That was a different. Oh, that was a different. Thing. What I'm talking about, that was uh, some racist whatever stuff. But after that meeting, we sit down with Andrew from Theory. He invites us to, I don't even know if it's still there, a restaurant called Koi. Uh, sushi plays right at Bryant Park, like Bryant Park Hotel. And a place that at the time, none of us could afford to like, and he sits us down and he hears this pitch and he loves it. And he's going through the numbers with me and I'm going back and forth with him. And he was like, everything you are talking about is sad, but I couldn't do this for half. And he paid me a really good compliment. It was just you. Boy, <laughs> about like you know, we're team, we're team. Um, uh, I've always felt like I could have been a little bit more ruthless in my career to be like I'm just gonna do what's good for me. Um, but I never. He's oh my god. Yeah. Like yeah, we did this together. But he loved the designs. He loved what we had to do. He didn't really see it at the time because streetwear wasn't a big thing at the time. And for us to do luxury streetwear, you know, this is before Year of God, public school, or, you know, 04, 05, like early. Um, and I think the failure there was that we did keep going. We didn't keep going because... What was the last thing we talked about? Timing. Two years later, you started to see all of these Japanese brands taking streetwear and flipping it, selling it back to us as luxury streetwear. You know, a Visu ended up blowing up. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was like, had 
he stuck it out another year with my contacts and you know i could you know we could have done something here and blown up and like the the industry would have been different at the time but we quit failure different in a different different form we couldn't get past frustration stay together as a crew and keep it going keep it and you know what thinking about it failures i think uh i've registered failures more in relationships than in like business funny you say that a lot of my business failures have been the failures of the relationships yes that's so true that's so true yeah and none of my relationships friendships whatever it is um had to do with business at all but i feel like i felt those more deeply like something ripped out yeah i felt those a lot more deeply than um business failures because i've always felt like oh, okay next i'll do something else or this is not the right time or you know whatever except with the twitter joy i felt a little that felt personal to me because yeah i was doing it for took that hard yeah because it felt like it was my identity yeah like i i thought that people only thought i was interesting because i had this or they only thought i was worth worthy of their time or as you brought something to the table that you that was a perceived uh yeah uh so that still maybe it just registered as relationships for me um but yeah i think for me like the relationships really like when that fails i'm like this is, uh, I don't think I've ever articulated this, to but I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of my business ventures were unsuccessful is because I was relying too much on partners and where I didn't feel like I was good enough to do something by myself. Yeah, you did tell me that. You told me about that in the, um, Content is yes, yes, yes. But what I didn't tell you is that the reason why I feel like things are so good with our partnership with Dress and Joy is because you're a great partner. Like our marriage is like I don't ever think that you're gonna do something bad and on any levels, let alone yeah. as right like and like there's no ego here in terms of our person our marriage and our business relationship. Right? at this point that can't no of course no no but it's just you know i i've i've articulated to myself that like i've been going into business And this is our second business together. Yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, I always have felt that 
I can't just do this by myself. Let's put together a team. Let's go. Like, you do this, you do this, and we're all going to be rich, and we're all going to do this. And then at some point, it's always like something where the vibe of the team happened with the shrine. Yeah. It happened with, like you said, like the first iteration of hashtag BK. And it's just like, I just be looking at people, uh, looking at these dudes like, seriously talking about this? Like, what does this have to do with the business? And it's like, I know I have a strong personality. And it's like, are you offended or am I intimidating or am I, is me just being here making you feel negative? Like you're in, like you're in that. Cause it was like a lot of that was with, you know, the original hashtag. And then even with the shrine stuff, it was like people started seeing me as the face of the brand. Other partners were like, I need you to tell my story. I want to because you're the head of marketing. But you're not comfortable, like, you know, people weren't comfortable being in front of the camera yeah. or being the one who was front man. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you, you know, if you don't want to be the one telling the story, don't be mad at me because everybody likes me because I can tell a good story. <laughs> you know, we would go to, we'd be at the trade shows with the shrine and like we'd have to go to events and like shake hands and kiss babies and network and be like, and I would take this kid and I'd be like, yo, this is my partner in the shrine. He's the designer. He's the this, he's the that. His social anxiety disorder was just like, I got to go. I'm out. And they'd be like, okay, well, I still got to work. I'm going to be here. And then when we see people at the trade show, it's like everybody loves me because we're doing those. And everybody. And I, they already know you because uh, you've been in that world. So already built in. Yeah. And. You know how many people would come to the booth and be like, yo, yo, you really built Look over at us. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, you know, especially with that, I've, I, 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 the failure of that relationship. That relationship left to the failure of the business situation. I mean, they're still around, but. Yeah. And the same capacity. They are literally doing the same marketing strategy. Oh, then he it out. Right, exactly. Nothing new. It's all the same hashtag, the same format. I still get the emails. I check in on it like maybe every six months to be like, oh, these guys are still like, like using the same formula. Yeah. Is that? Because <laughs> I have since parlayed that into several other things. It's just that that's where failures happen. It's like the relationships formed in the business fail, which means the business fails. Now I have. <laughs> Bring me Dorito. As long as I sit where she tells me to sit. <laughs> and I keep a fresh bag of Doritos and I don't eat all the you don't eat them all in the middle of the night and then I don't have any the next day. As long as you don't continue to do that. So I've continued to do that for 10 years. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
I think I think the big lesson to learn here is it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to not know. That's the big thing. Like it is okay to not know how you will become successful or not become successful. Like you gotta step in the darkness. Like you gotta just put yourself out there and I, we both struggle with this. Like we make something and then we're just like sensitive about like putting it out. And it's just like, you know, and what do we talk about with this podcast? Like nervous. <laughs> nervous. But I was telling you, like, I don't fear the failure. I feel the things that come with the failure. Yeah. And that's like another part. Like, like if this thing blows up, all the things that I don't like are gonna happen. And I'm working <laughs> and that's why it took me how long to talk you into doing this it's it's been about a more than that maybe about 13 months 14 because you talked about us doing a, a podcast like actually i talked about you doing a podcast first i thought i thought you should do a podcast oh, business branding and yeah especially in you know during the pandemic we just had to have so many conversations like what else are we gonna do yeah and um I was like, man, you should, like, people might want to hear this. You should. You know what it was? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. That's what it was. Because.